Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle and all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from midamericarv.com. Experience travel like you never had before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Guys, hello. Hello. How hello, are hello. we? Uh, doing well, doing well. I do want to say before we get too far, don't forget two guys, 20. 20% off everything at Manscaped. I had somebody so, hit me up this week. And I know. I actually did. No, I somebody, somebody DM me. What's that promo code for that Manscaped? I'm telling you guys, uh, it's almost spring. It's almost mating season. Okay. You come out of the season. cave, come out of hibernation. What do bears do? Shed some hair. Shed some fur. Right? Think about Everybody every animal. Every animal in the spring, they shed that winter coat. It's time to shed that winter coat, guys. Two guys, 20. I didn't plan that, but I'm going to start using that analogy every show because that's a good one. That's the new one, right? Shed that shed that winter coat. I just, I cannot. Like, like I think it's so funny. Every week, I know Matt is going to have something to say about the Manscaped thing, so I just let him go. I'm like, you know what? He's going to hop in and have something to say, which is fair because you get to use the product. But yes, two guys, 20, 20% off. Um, we would appreciate you using that. Um and uh, making us some money. We as in women or we as in the show? Both. Uh, both. That's a twofer. That's a please do that. And uh, thanks for the podcast, guys. Appreciate right. it. Um, some... I'm, gonna sh- I'm just going to do something that's... Never mind. I'm not. Never mind. I'm a big boy now. I'm not going to get myself in trouble. Never mind. I'm just gonna leave nope. It. Now you have to say it. I'm sorry. I'll say it after. Not nope. going to do it. <laughs> We're not moving. We're not moving on until you say right. it. So you better just have... What are you going to say, Matt? It's no fun for anyone when you get like... We've all been wearing masks for a year. You know how sometimes like your mask will like pick up like fuzz when you get that fuzz in your mouth and you're like, not fun yeah. for anybody. Two guys, 20. Very much agreed. Yep. <laughs> so. You oh my gosh. I did I was ask like, for not, Moving on. Okay, okay let's, move on to some, let's move on to some wholesome content. Um, Patrick Mahomes and his um, fiance, Brittany Matthews, welcomed a sweet baby girl. So congratulations to them. I know you guys are friends with them. Um, but wanted to spend, send them a special shout out because that is such a cool thing and I'm very happy for them. But I also have a, my own personal shout out that I would like to give because uh, Sean Miller got his 300th win at Arizona um, on Saturday versus US, uh, UCLA. And so I'm super, super happy for him. Um, I, that program is super important to me and has gotten me um, to this point in my career, because I was able to cover a top tier basketball program. So I just wanted to give him a shout out. I know he gets shit on quite a bit. And, uh, I just want to say, I appreciate him and, um, everyone in Tucson really loves him and around that program. So big shout out to the, to everybody. Some positive news to start it off. Yeah. I actually found out this weekend that he is a distant cousin of ours. I was going to say Sean, Miller, to cousin Sean. Yep. shut up. Not even true at all. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> I really, oh, I really it was like, wait a minute. I didn't even think about that. That's so cool. Um, wow. That was Paris, rude. Yes. You can ask a question. How long does it take to get to 300 wins? If you're at Duke about 11 years. Okay. If you're at Arizona. 15. Okay. Okay. Wait, are they counting tournament wins? Oh, definitely. Like conference tournament and. You know what? I just find very fascinating is that we just can't have nice things. Like you can't let me have anything. Nice. <laughs> I just, I, I literally I'm not can. a college basketball fan. I'm not a college basketball fan really. So like, I don't know. I, I don't know how many games they play a year. I know it, it varies because the tournament or like what you do, mm-hmm. like preseason, you know, coaches versus cancer, all that the stuff in Hawaii. Like, I don't, I, stuff in that Hawaii. was an Mali invitational, which by the way, we should Thank go you. to. It was an <laughs> honest real. question about how long ha- did it take I mean, I'm sure it took Coach K a lot less time, but that's okay. It took Bill Belichick a lot less time to do some things than other people. It's okay. I was just curious. I'm happy for our cousin Sean. And I was honestly <laughs> curious. Do they count conference tournament play and NCAA I tournament play? I think so, yeah. I, I think, think it's just at, at whatever. Yeah, 
whatever at that school. But um, we're also, I'm just also going to run with the fact that you guys are a distant cousin of him and tweet that later. So just heads up um, to make yeah, that oh, worth. No, definitely. But all um, our family, all the two guys, a girl family. I'm just happy for I was in like second grade. We did this thing where it was like, who's the most famous person you're related to? And it was like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. And we were trying to figure it out. And then I laid down the Trump card and was like, Mrs. Harrison, I'm related to Reggie Miller. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Reggie Miller is a black man. <laughs> I am a white man and we are not related at all, but I won the contest. <laughs> right. Hey. So thanks, Reggie. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Um, so guys, we've been talking about this guy a lot on our show. Deshaun Watson, apparently the Panthers are set to make a very strong push at our guy. What are you guys hearing? How do we feel about this besides t- removing the fact that we are a Niners podcast? Sorry. Right. That. Outside of that fact. So here's my, here's my Deshaun Watson thing. And I understand like, it's been a kind of a slow news week, right? We're all looking for something to talk about. My Deshaun Watson thing is that everyone is like, um, X team to make strong push for Deshaun Watson. And I just want to yell at everyone and be like, no way. A team that needs a quarterback is going to make a push for the second best quarterback in the NFL. Color me shocked, guys, that the Broncos, Jets, Dolphins, and Panthers are going after Deshaun Watson. No shit. Like, so I understand that. Pro football talk needs something to tweet about. They have to do this. BR Gridiron needs something to put emojis on. You have to do it. I understand. I just think that the Panthers to make a strong push. Well, you can't make a weak push for Deshaun Watson. He's the second best quarterback in the NFL, arguably. He's the second best under 25, okay? So, like, what do you say? Like, you know what? We're going to half-ass it, and maybe Houston will, you know, like, we'll try giving <laughs> him a running back. Straight and a, up. Yeah, a second round <laughs> Straight pick. up. Like, I get it, but like the wording of this is like, we're going to make a mediocre push for Deshaun Watson. Like, just so I understand, but think, it's ridiculous. A lot of it was the fact that they had cut some veteran players to free up some space. And then I don't even know if, if these are credible sources or if we're just piecing things together and being like, ooh, they're about to make a push. They've cleared up some cap space. Or maybe the players that they got rid of just weren't worth those contracts anyway. And and I think Matt's right when you say like, Oh, everybody's making a strong push. How the hell are you making a strong push? If the Texans won't even answer the phone, like that they're not, they're not right now. So of course, everybody wants to make a strong push for Deshaun Watson, but how can you do that when the Texans are still standing firm in not answering the damn phone? Right. Well, and we've had this conversation a lot recently, like, why is there a need to put this out there when there's not really concrete evidence of that? Like if you're hearing that, okay, fine. But like, give us names. Like I know they threw Christian McCaffrey out there that like, okay, like he could be part of this. But again, like we've talked about this, like you have to be mindful of when you do put that stuff out, that that's a real thing. It's not just something that someone said, Hey, maybe we should try too. you know what I mean? Like everyone's like, Oh, everyone else is doing it might as well. So yeah, I think I I understand why they would put that out and that it is news sort of, but I I'm, I'm just like not going to believe Deshaun's going anywhere until like actually happens. I'm going to be like, and what's confusing about this is that it was like an ESPN nation and ESPN nation. It's like all the different beat writers. They asked each writer to put out like, what's like a crazy trade that could happen. And this guy puts out that the Panthers trade Teddy Christian McCaffrey and three first for Deshaun Watson. And it, it kind of became a thing. And he had to be like, I'm not reporting that that's the offer. It was a hypothetical trade that could happen. So it just goes back to the fact that nobody can fucking read anymore. Right. Or like, listen for more than 15 (laughs) seconds. You know, like I had this happen on Friday because it's like I said that there are people in the NFL. They think Zach Wilson is QB one. I have Jaguar fans in my mentions for three days being like, you're a fake. You said Trevor Lawrence was your QB one two weeks ago. It's like I'm still saying Trevor Lawrence is my QB one. So not only could people not read, they can't listen. So it's it's a very frustrating time. Yeah, I put out a tweet last week or so that was like these are where i think the quarterbacks will land and at the time it seemed like carson wentz was going to the bears that's where i had him and then when he got traded somebody replied to the tweet it was like great reporting here or something like that it's like i'm i'm not reporting 
anything. I rarely ever report anything except for Deshaun Watson won't be a jet. That's the only thing that I've ever, <laughs> ever put out there. Everything else is just, Still yeah, you're feel right. Like, really good about that I one. am just kind of putting stuff out there and saying like, this is what I think could happen. Not because what I've heard or anything like that. It's just fun to tweet some of those things. And like this yeah. reporter, like it's fun to throw hypothetical trades together. Or how about this one? Mock drafts. It's not like we're reporting that, oh, That's this what, team, this team, this team. Yeah. We know all of it. Now, by April, you can hammer out most of it. But like the way too early mock drafts, just have fun on Twitter, people. Like have fun online. Stop being so damn mad. Man, Twitter this year has been the angriest place. <sighs> it's like a family reunion. Like nobody wants to be there. Everybody's mad, like ready to fight. And I pretend to not know you. Yeah. Also that. Well, speaking of people that are mad, um, there's a viral video going around of a recruit at a Cam Newton camp yelling at him and telling him he's trash and free agent. Yeah. And that he's trash. And, and Cam responds like, where's your dad? Where's your dad? I want to talk to your dad. Um, I want to kick the shit out of your dad is what he meant. Yeah. I, I, first of all, what, like you haven't won anything kid. Like, I don't care how many offers you have and hashtag respect your decision. Hashtag respect your elders. That is so disrespectful to be at someone's camp and to talk like that. If I were recruiting that kid, it would be a huge red flag. to me. Oh, that offer's gone. Bye. Yep. Bye. That is so disrespectful. I cannot, like, I can't believe, like, honestly, if that was my kid, who, Lord help that child. Oh right. my goodness. I haven't been Cam Newton's biggest supporter over the last year, obviously, but this guy's a Heisman Trophy winner. Yes. He played in a Super He won an MVP. MVP. He's the first overall pick. He's made millions of dollars in the league, and you're shouting at him that, oh, you're a free agent. Like, you're trash. You're not any good anymore. He should have sent that kid home. Yeah, like, he was like, you're broke. Like, you're broke. I'm like, what's happening here? What is happening? Yeah. Also, like, broke? What? Here's the other thing, though, and, like, we're kind of feeding in this today. Like people are like making a big deal out of it when it should just be like a 17 year old kid gets his ass whipped by his dad when he gets home for disrespecting his elders. Or like the problem is that I'm, this is going to be a get off your lawn thing. We <laughs> in turn are giving this kid the attention he craves yes. and he's going to have like clout now with his friends. And like, that's all this is about is that kid's going to pick up followers. His TikTok's going to blow up for a week or whatever it might be. And if we just ignored this stuff and was like, that kid, uh, he needs to grow up. Obviously, everything he was saying is wrong and it's disrespectful. Instead of it trending on Twitter and being pushed out by every sports media company, if we ignored it, this stuff would go away. That's yeah. my honest, like, slow news day, though. Right. Yeah. But it's you know, hard, like, when though. my seven year old acts out, guess what we do? We correct him once, then we ignore him and it stops. Or I yell at him. Sometimes that's what happens. But, yeah, we're also giving out parenting tips here. But no, I just think it's very strange. And I understand what you're saying, Matt. But it is hard not to give that attention because we should give that attention and we should tell people what the the repercussions of this are. So I hope that, yes, they put out this like viral video on whatever Twitter platform, but I do hope we follow that kid and know what happens next. And if there are things that do happen because he did this, not just the positive things that come from this, like his TikTok TikTok blowing up or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was a very, very How strange. old do you think this kid is? I bet he's like a sophomore in high school or something like that. If you're still going to camps. Yeah. Right now. I like what Paige said, and I'll take it one step further. If I'm recruiting this kid, my offer's pulled. Like, they, you're not good enough to treat people that way. No one no is. No one is. No one exactly. is. Exactly. And so that's the thing is like, no one is. We were talking about Patrick Mahomes earlier. That is the most gracious superstar athlete I've ever met in my life. And you hear the same thing about guys like LeBron. The fact that Cam Newton is holding a camp that he's actually at, not just his names on it. He's out there interacting with these kids. Like, I, again, I get off my lawn, but God. On Twitter too, like you have access to Cam Newton because you're obviously shouting at him. Yeah. Maybe spend the 30 seconds picking his brain or being like, hey, appreciate you holding this camp for it. Yeah. And maybe giving me a little bit of recognition. It's like the story of the kid. Uh, he wasn't a kid. I think he was a college athlete and he was at Michael Jordan's camp and he was like, I'll play you one on one or whatever. And Jordan's like, I'm not wearing it was OJ Mayo. He's like, I'm not wearing OJ Mayo. You're wearing Jordan's. You need to sit down. <laughs> and it's like, yep. That's Not hilarious. You can say after that, right? I also like it reminds me of the like play 60 commercial where that kid's like warming up his arm and he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna become famous and, and become your mom's favorite player and like all this stuff. And Cam's like, What? Right. I'm like, that just real life happened to him, but like at a high school level and on a like not appropriate for television uh way. And the problem but, with a high school kids, you can't be like, 
one more time, I'm gonna beat your ass, you know, yeah, or like you better right? sit down. That's why it's the where's your dad? Cause yeah, my guy. Man to man, we're gonna figure this it. out. Right? Yeah. Man, take that kid's switch away. That's what I would do. <laughs> like you're you're grounded from Instagram for a week. You know, I don't know. What do you take their delete their TikTok? What do you do? Oh, that that would be a good one. Yeah. Delete, but can't they just get it back? Your, your device. No, just make them delete their account. Oh yeah. Like all the deactivate your you account. Have, all that stuff that you've been saving. I like oh, that. Deactivate it. Deactivate. God. Oh man. Delete your. Okay. Uh, deactivate your Instagram too. Parents, all. we just gave you the best ammo ever. <laughs> like you have to delete your account. You keep it up. That room better be clean by five o'clock. You're deleting that account. <laughs> oh man, this is great. I'm glad wow. we workshopped that together. I can't wait yeah. to pull that one on my own children. Oh, I know. Like Emma has a YouTube <laughs> channel. So I, you guys will love this. You get Emma stories on this podcast a lot and you just have to deal with it. So you know, obviously everyone in the family page included, very excited for what has, you know, my news lately. And so this morning we were walking out of the house to go have brunch with one of our older brothers and his family. And, and Emma was like, why do we have to keep eating with the whole family? It's like, people are just excited. They want to celebrate. And he's like, dad, I'm sorry. I'm happy for you. He's like, but I'm a YouTuber. So like you're only on TV. I'm on everything. YouTube's on phones, TVs, iPads. Did Xboxes, you tell him we're on YouTube too? Everything. I didn't have the heart. He was just like, <laughs> he's like, you're only on TV. I'm on everything. I mean, so really, you just think right. He's like, so it's just where you are. It's just not that big of a deal that you're on TV now. It's like, well, you got me. You got me there, kid. So wow. children Love are it. terrible. Children, <laughs> so cute. Thanks for thanks for you saying that. Um, so there's a report now that there is going to be Monday night football doubleheaders, and could we not be more excited for this news? Yeah, right, and hopefully it happens because it is part of the new TV deals that, that the NFL is pushing. I also saw that they asked ESPN to like double their investment. ESPN was like, "Now nah, we're good." Um, so I, I do think there's. Right. There's still like some of this is being ironed out. But part of the pitch was that ESPN would get a Monday night doubleheader every week. So like that awesome how week one, we get a Monday night doubleheader. We all love it. That would be every week. And one would be on ABC. One would be on ESPN. So obviously, you know, they're like probably going to have more of like a, a game that would relate to everyone on ABC and then the game for diehards and ESPN. But I love this idea. I hope that it would also mean that we would get rid of Thursday night football if we had a Monday night doubleheader. Yes. We'd totally be down for that. And not trying to like break any news or report anything. But one thing I have heard is that if this happens, ESPN wants the ability to flex Monday night games because the Monday night schedule has actually been really bad lately. And so having the ability of like, okay, we thought this game was going to be good. Now it's not, or this the star player got hurt, allow us to, to move games around to make it, make it happen. So I think that's a key part of it. And the ESPN ABC, they went in on the Super Bowl rotation as well, which would obviously be huge if you're paying that much money you would also want part of the Super Bowl. Oh, I didn't see that as well. And then, it, it's weird that they're not. Yeah. Well, they don't have that like go-to co-host, right? Like it's been so up in the air the last couple of years that yeah, mm, hey. it really hasn't happened. Hey. Yeah. But that is, that's part of the reason why like CBS got it with. We Nancy know a guy. Momo. Right. <laughs> right. We know, we know a guy. Listen, I, I just want to be honest because someone was talking to me about this Friday and they're like, you know, just like stay in your lane. They were giving like really good career advice. And I was like, yeah, I agree. And they were like, you know, you're going to get asked to do weird things. Don't do it. Like you're going to ask like, Hey, do you want to call a game? Like if you have no desire to call a game, you need to say no to those things. All that to say, I could not call a game at all. Interesting. You don't so want to do it. No, it's just, I think an important thing in this business is knowing what you're good at, knowing what you're not good at. Calling a game True. would be so difficult to do. There's no way I could do it. Nor do I want to. Like, that's right. why when everybody got on Booger about like, oh, like you're terrible at this, like that job is hard. Let's, there are like four people who do it really well in the entire world. Let's not act like anybody can just step up there and do that job. Oh yeah. But, but we do. And everybody will, you know, like, oh, I've muted the TV. I've done it before. It's not that hard. Now try doing it when somebody's talking to you in your ear and you're trying to like deliver your thought, but they're also like, hey, 30 seconds till break. Make sure you mention this. Right. Like also, we kind of experienced before Matt, you more than I have. But even when we were doing like the BR live stuff, it's like, oh, okay, they're talking to us. But also what was I saying? But I'm talking. And wait, yeah. what was he saying? Because I have to comment on what he just uh -huh. said. And what down is it? And yeah. It's a lot. Jeez. But also something that I just thought of, um, how awesome would it be to have a Monday night football doubleheader followed by the bachelor or the bachelorette after Monday nights on Twitter oh. would be the 
So Absolute you live best. on the West Coast. <laughs> let me, let like, me ruin this for you. Doesn't work like that. Bachelor happens at the same time as Monday Night Football for mm-hmm. three fourths of the country. Yep. Okay, well, I'm just saying they can get creative <laughs> and figure it out. Okay. Yeah, they move that shit to Tuesday. <laughs> I, they First did. All, they should. probably would actually. Yeah. Right. How dare you? you know what? I'm just gonna be honest. I'm so out on the Bachelor. We started watching it because we had a small group of friends. One of which. Uh, she a girl in our group wanted she's like i watch football with you guys you're doing something for me we're watching the bachelor it was fun when it was like a group thing i don't i haven't watched it since they moved i'm not going to pretend yeah i haven't either i'm so not in on it it's not even cool <laughs> liar <laughs> see you monday at eight yeah right. yeah see you monday at eight who I'm do you love on it. just when i think i'm at they pull i'm out they pull me right back in it's terrible every time even this season it's like i'm not watching it see Crap, football I actually, season's over then i got cut up yeah I, I was like, eh, no, I won't really watch it. And then I have been sucked in also because I met Matt, who is The Bachelor, and I think he's the nicest person ever. Not, me. Um, not this one. Not this Matt. No, I don't think he's the nicest person ever. Spoiler alert. Right. Let's clear that up. <laughs> close. Close. You're like top 10. Well, how do you feel about him kissing with his eyes open? <gasps> I We've already talked about this. I don't. It makes me so uncomfortable. Everyone has a flaw, okay? You just have to like, I don't know that I personally could get over it, but you know what? It is what it is. Moving on flaw that i have um you guys ever since i said virginia was going to be good and could possibly repeat they have lost to florida state and duke like a not good duke team and i know right, they had not last year's duke team no like hey, it's em- coming back it's hey. embarrassing and i just wanted to apologize and i also am a little concerned because if you've listened to this podcast for a while you know i'm like a bandwagoner who like i have bandwagon magic where like if i bandwagon right. that team usually does pretty good well all of a sudden now it's like the reverse and I'm a little scared that I've lost my, my juju and, and I need Virginia to like go on a deep run in the tournament. But I wanted to apologize to Virginia fans. Cause ever since I said on the podcast that they were good and I've had so much faith in them and all of this, it has just been downhill. You take one trip to Virginia, you become a cavalier, <laughs> right? <laughs> see how it is. I see how it is. So I get it. I'm You know what? I'm going to try to watch the tournament this year. That's my Yes. sacrifice i'm gonna make for me i'm gonna do it sober yeah right that's I'm, the thing if, if no you guys choice. ever want me to do something that i don't like naturally want to do make it a social event all the time in my life the bachelor college basketball mm-hmm. okay. like anything or make it competitive make it competitive or a social event and i will enjoy the hell out of it that's the trick so. that, i'm the same one more reason why we're the same person. And you said Duke's heating up. Can't wait for that NIT run. They look, no, they're look great. They're on bubble watch now. They're going to look great in the knit. They're going to make a run for the tournament because Paige jinxed. Watch them win the ACC. <laughs> Just be like, well, they're in. Coach K is getting healthy at the right time. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but college football is actually back again, guys. The FCS is starting their spring season. Asterisk. Are you guys going to yeah. watch? No, I mean, I did. I watched a little bit today. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like Deion Sanders coaching Jackson State or like North Dakota State just steamrolling everyone, even without Trey Lance and Dylan Raddins. Uh, they, that Colton Volmer's kid, Volers kid or whatever, playing left tackle looked pretty good. So I know it's back and I know we're all – I mean, it's football. It's better than nothing. But it's just hard for me right now. Like, I, yeah. I can't buy into the Deion Sanders as a head coach and I need to be aware of that. Like, I don't – I'm not ready to have to watch Jackson State because Dion's yeah, the head coach. Was, I'm not watching it at all. But Ross Dellinger put out a tweet that I think summed it up great because he is watching it. Uh, it says, halftime in Jacksonville, Deion Sanders team 31. The NAIA program that won one game last year, zero. Like this is, I know that it is technically college football. It's not real college football. It's like yeah. before the Big Ten came back. It's like, oh, okay, well, this is fun, but like. Where are the other teams? Where feels, are the people that I know? Yeah, it feels like very XFL. Yes. I'm not interested. Though. Yeah. 53 nothing. Jackson State won yeah. wow. against a school you have never heard of. So literally always take them with the points. Good. Good to know. Right. <laughs> Betting season is back. Sanders off to a hot streak. Gambling. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break here and then we are going to talk quarterbacks because Matt set, lit, lit the internet on fire last week, and I want to get down to, all right, who is actually your number one? What are we feeling? And who do we think, you know, is going to go off the board first? And between the two of you, I'm sure you'll have some discrepancies. So looking forward to that. 
All right, guys, we are going to break down Matt and Mello's top five quarterbacks since there's been a lot of chatter about who is number one, but we are going to start with number five. So Matt, why don't you go first on this one? Yeah, guys. And I want to say before we get into this, I like the five quarterbacks in this class. Like I do. And so a lot of times people ask you to pit players against one another. This is just a ranking. I like they're all beautiful snowflakes. These players are. I like them all. Number five for me is Mac Jones. And I think the reason let's sum this up. The easiest way I can do that is Mac Jones has the least strong arm of the top five quarterbacks. He is the least athletic of the top five quarterbacks, and he played with the best supporting uh, system around him. Now, can you penalize a player for his support staff? Maybe that's not fair for him, but I do think the player that we've seen over the past year and a quarter of Mac Jones is hard to extrapolate him from that system and figure out who are you? What are your traits? What can you do? Can you elevate your teammates around you or did they carry you? Those are questions that you don't have answers to. Sometimes in scouting, there will be questions that you don't have an answer to. Those are bad things. Those are weaknesses when there's a question you don't have an answer to. And so I think with Mac Jones, the lack of arm strength, the lack of athletic ability, no matter how great of a leader he is or the character he brings or the energy he brings, there's too many physical limitations for me to put him over the other four guys. Matt, Matt. Matt, <laughs> I have Jones as number five overall as well. And for a lot of the same reasons, me too. Uh, but a lot of the same reasons. And even when we were in Mobile watching him play, um, I didn't want to like him. Like he's not athletic. He doesn't have a great arm. And then you watch him throw and you watch where the ball goes and it does get where it's supposed to go. And at the end of the day, that's what's most important. So I think that somebody's probably going to take a chance on Mac Jones Probably in the first round, there's just so many teams that still need a quarterback and there are not enough of them floating around that are veterans. So I have Jones number five as well. Um, if I were a team sitting there in the first round, I might take a chance on him. But if he got to the second round for some reason, uh, I would definitely pull the trigger there. And that's going to be the difference between grades and picks, because like Mac Jones grade for me is going to be like mid round two, probably. Yep. And I was a quarterback, so he's going to go higher. Than and I know people love comps. Like, so I've been trying to do something new. I think it was actually your idea. I'll give you credit here is a ceiling and a floor. It's like my floor for Mac Jones is Teddy Bridgewater. My ceiling for him is Kirk Cousins. So like, there's not a huge discrepancy. Yeah. Like, I think he'll be good because he's accurate and smart, but like, he's never going to take over a game for yeah. you. Yeah. And, and I feel I mean, bad. You guys end up being a Patriot because yeah. of the Belichick Saban connection. I feel bad you guys keep calling him unathletic because he worked very, very hard to gain weight. And I don't know if you guys have seen that viral TikTok. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before mm -hmm. of like how uh, his girlfriend made him cookies every day and brought him like cookies while he was uh, playing video games. So that was like the Mac Jones prep to to be Alabama's quarterback and lead them right. to the national championship. So eating like a professional athlete. I mean, yeah. I said it when we were in Mobile. He's, he looks like a guy who weighed 140 pounds in high school. And then the coaching staff made him gain weight, which he had to do, but he just didn't gain any of it in his arms or legs. It's all torso and it's, yeah. and it's, it's what you had to do. Right. It's tough. Not ideal for a quarterback though. Dad bod. All right, guys. Um, keeping on rolling. Number no four. shame there, by the way. No, 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 no not at all. We're not disgracing dad bods on this podcast. Right. This is a, a positive body podcast. It's the same um, <laughs> space. Um, Mello, let's have you go first on your number four. My number four quarterback is Justin Fields. Oh, you're and, stupid. And like Matt I'm said, <laughs> I, I don't hate Justin Fields. I will say there are obviously a lot of people out there who are much higher on Justin Fields because somebody's going to tweet at me Monday and be like, he's QB one. What are you thinking? I still think he should be a top five pick. That's what I'm thinking. I've had him comped to Dak Prescott, who I really like for a very long time. I think they're very similar, but I don't think Justin Fields is as field ready as everybody wants him to be. He is still a little bit of a, a slow processor. I think his arm gets a little bit overrated. I think his athletic ability is a little bit underrated, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we could see, I mean, he's 6'3", 230. I believe we could see that getting out and involved in some read option stuff. So I, I do think that he can be a Dak Prescott type player. I, I think that if he goes to Atlanta and he sits behind Matt Ryan for a year or some other team, or maybe even the Panthers don't get a deal done with Deshaun Watson, he goes there and he sits behind Teddy Bridgewater for a year. I think it's going to be fantastic for whatever team. I just hope that we don't see him thrown in there to the wolves week one as a rookie and him get eaten alive. 
Yeah, and I'll get to Justin Fields a bit later. My QB4 is actually Trey Lance, and I am a huge Trey Lance fan. We joked about it over the summer. It was like before their season got canceled, Melo would be like, you gush about this kid so much, he's going to end up QB1 for you. It didn't happen. And here's what the thing about Trey Lance is, he didn't do anything to fall. So, like, I don't want to see tweets where, like, Matt Miller says Trey Lance's stock is falling. Nope, that's not the case. Some people jumped him. He did not fall he was surpassed. There's a big difference in my mind. I like Trey Lance a lot. I mean, it's all it's on the tape. He's 6'3", he's 225. He's got a very strong arm. He's got a quick delivery. He's a great runner. He's a very good athlete. He has played 17 games in college, though. That worries me. And so yeah. when I rank players, it's who am I most sure about? That's number one. Number two, okay, pretty sure. Three, pretty sure. Four, uh, like there might be some questions here. But Trey Lance, I do have some questions. I love the athleticism. I've said before, Put him on a Lamar Jackson to Josh Allen game plan of year one, go be an athlete and dominate if you have to play. Year two, we're going to ramp up. Year three, you should be operating the offense fully. And we saw that with Josh Allen. He was damn near an MVP candidate this year. So I do think with, with Trey, situation is going to matter a lot. But I, I love the kid. I love the athleticism. To me, it's just, would I be willing to bet on him over Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence? I'm not willing to do that because of the limited tape we have seen. Yeah, I agree with you on him. Yeah, I feel I like have him much higher rated. Though. Yeah, I feel like you guys, um, for both of those guys, situation is going to be key for their success. Like, I, it might have be that way out of anyone in the group. Like those two specifically, I think is what's going to determine their success. Unfortunately, so hoping for those two that they go to places where they can can learn and grow. And like you guys said, don't get thrown to the wolves real quick. All right, number three. I'll go for uh, you, me, you, me. Well, we have the same guy. I was just going to say, say it at the exact same time. Zach Wilson. And again, I like Zach Wilson and people who watched uh, on Friday, the different appearances I made on ESPN. A lot of people thought that I was saying Zach Wilson is QB one. He's not for me. I was saying he is for some teams and that I do think it's fair to question things about Trevor Lawrence. We Trevor Lawrence is not our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who by himself. Also, he sent to there's some questions, right? So, uh, yeah, so I do think it's fair to question the consensus. It's fair to bring up things that folks are worried about, whether that's you or someone within the NFL. Now, with Zach Wilson. If I had to sit down for a Saturday, if you were like, you can't leave your office until you watched every throw a quarterback made in 2020, which one are you watching? Zach Wilson would be my pick because it is just fun. It's crazy. Off platform, off schedule, chucking the ball down the field. I, everybody calls them 50-50 balls. I call them YOLO balls because he's just like, fuck it. Somebody go catch it. And they do. So I love the way he plays. I have no idea how well that will translate to the NFL. And if anyone tells you with absolute certainty, they're a liar because no one knows. If it was a Mountain West schedule, that's difficult, right? And people will point out, well, he struggled against Coastal. He did. His offensive line let him down. I just rewatched that game Friday. But the way he plays the game is so much fun. There are things you worry about. Level of competition, kind of a one-year wonder, seeing his touchdown jump up to 33 this past year while he did cut down on his turnovers. But I don't know that you can watch his 2019 tape and be like, that's going to be the dude. However, you can say the same thing about Joe Burrow. Say the same thing about Baker Mayfield. Kyler Murray to an extent. So I think it's fair to have questions about him while saying most fun tape of any quarterback out there. Do you yeah, think he's got some wild ones? Yeah. Do you guys think that the like YOLO throwing thing is a concern, like the main concern about him? Or is it is that just like it could like because I feel like it could be a positive in the sense of like he's willing to make yeah. those throws and trust his ability. But at the same time, like do teams like hesitate a little bit on that front? So a guy named Patrick Mahomes has ruined us with this because in college, Mahomes would do things and you're like, he tries that in the NFL, he's going to get picked. He's going to throw like yeah. 20 picks. Well, it hasn't happened. And so, but then on the other hand, you know, Kyler Murray, Drew Locke, there are some guys who do the same, the YOLO ball, and they're turning the ball over with it. And so it is that little bit of like, okay, there's this one unique rare guy who can do that and get away with it. And then there are these other guys to try to do it and don't get away with it. Um, so I would err on the side of you're not going to get away with it because you're not Patrick Mahomes, but someone has had a lot of success with that style of play. Well, I, I, Kyler Murray is a guy you've comped him to, and I think that's very similar. They're they're throwing the same kind of balls. Like Mahomes and what he does is just unique. He's a unicorn. I mean, he's getting away with it when it looked like it would never happen when he was at Texas Tech. But Wilson is able to do a lot of those same things. And I, I think that he's another guy 
give him a little bit of time to grow like a Baker Mayfield has in the NFL, Josh Allen. We expect these guys to just come in and light the league on fire. But I think even in this draft class, there's going to be some growing pains early on. I think Zach Wilson will probably throw a lot of interceptions because I think he'll probably be week one starter for the Jets. And it's going to happen. But I think he's got a lot of potential to grow there. And if you can protect him, give him some targets. Situation's so important. And when we even look at the NFL draft, I would say that three out of these five guys are going to bust and mm-hmm. it's going to look real bad. And they're probably not going to get that second contract with their team. I mean, look at Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Carson yeah. Lance, Jared Goff. There are so many quarterbacks now that we just think are going to hit and they're going to be great. Well, what the not. stat now, there's not the only first round picks at quarterbacks still with For, their same team. Mahomes. Well, no, from 2009 yeah. to 2016, That's right. there are no first round quarterbacks on the team that drafted them. Right. Thank you for spitting that stat out. The only one that is still around is from 2008 and it's Matt Ryan. Who's definitely (laughs) on his way out. And then when you get to 2017, like these guys just haven't been around long enough. I'm Josh Rosen's already done. Darnold's about to be like number 27. I don't know for Darnold probably about to be out Baker Mayfield. We'll see what happens with him next year. I think Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are pretty safe. And at the time of the draft, it looked like those were the biggest risk, which is, I go, goes right in hand with Wilson. He looks like a huge risk, but Maybe he's not. But that kind of segues to your number two guy. My number two guy is Trey Lance. Um, It is tough to see, to kind of place Trey Lance because we haven't seen him play. But what I have seen of him so far, I love. And I think that he is going to be a project. And this is almost like an NBA draft pick where you see what he could potentially be. So you take a shot. It's Mm -hmm. boomer bust. He could fizzle out and not be much in the NFL, or he could be Deshaun Watson in a couple of years. I love his game, the athletic ability. I, I do think that he's going to be a Deshaun Watson type quarterback at the next level where he is going to be able to move around and run more than what we're seeing out of guys like Mahomes or Baker Mayfield or some of these other top quarterback prospects. But he's another guy that definitely needs some room to grow and to probably sit for a year. That NFL speed is going to come at you fast. I know North Dakota State is a great program, but it's going to be a world of difference. And he hasn't played in a really long time. Yeah. I, but again, the traits are the traits rule. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I honestly, if I were a team and I was picking between Trey Lance and Zach Wilson, Trey Lance to me is the one that I would take the risk on. Um, I know there are some teams that would disagree with me, obviously, but um, that's something that I like mellow. You very much convinced me of is that like, if I had to pick between the two, looking at some of the things that they've played, because I do even think that like, I mean, I know Zach Wilson was at BYU and like they said, like he struggled against coastal. So like, I don't know that the discrepancy in terms of like play is, is that different between the two. And I would definitely take, take that chance on, on Trey Lance over, over Zach Wilson, unfortunately, but body type scares me with Wilson too. He's so he's little. little. Like I know they list him at six, three, two, 10. I would like to see his real measurements. I've looked six, one, one ninety. I say, I've talked to someone who stood next to him very recently and they said that he's probably closer to six one he's closer to six one he is six three is what they said so uh so my number two quarterback is justin fields and i think that might surprise some people because there were times throughout the season where i was like hey i have some concerns about this guy but the january and february are great because things slow down for us and we get a chance to like watch more tape and you go back to 2019 watch more tape and with justin fields and Melo has heard me say this so many times outside of Trevor Lawrence, you were asking me to bet on traits with these guys. You asked me to bet on the YOLO balls. You asked me to bet on Trey Lance's development. So if I'm going to bet on traits, I'm going to bet on somebody I've seen do it for two years in the big 10, someone who is six foot three, 225, 230 pounds. Someone who has the strongest arm of the quarterbacks in this class, in my opinion, and someone who is the best athlete of the quarterbacks in this class. So I do think that there is some overthinking it with Justin Fields where people are like, I saw a stat on Twitter. It's like 75% of the time he doesn't get off his first read. Okay. Well, if 75% of the time his first reads open, what do you want him to fucking do? Like if Chris Olave is open, throw throw the fucking football. Like what? Okay. He didn't get to his third read. Did he need to? That's my problem with analytics draft. Twitter is 75% of the time he threw to his first read. Tell me how many of those times that was the right throw though, because I've watched their offense and I'm betting it was the right throw because Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are really good. So is that scheme. So it goes back to, we're penalizing a guy for something that he did right. 
we are penalizing a player for excelling in his scheme. He is not the head coach. He is not the offensive coordinator. Ryan Day tells him what to do. He excels at it to the point that he's a Heisman candidate for two years, and we knock him for it. So I do think with Justin Fields, there's a little bit of, I haven't seen you do it, but I think you can. And guess what? That was the whole thing with Justin Herbert for me last year was, I haven't seen you do this. I think you were held back a little bit. And I, I talked myself out of him, of a yeah. player who was QB1 for me when the year started. And I talked myself out of it because he was held back by Oregon. Not going to make that same mistake with Justin Fields. Yeah, what is... Yeah, I think Sorry, I was just going to ask, what would your like your like ceiling and floor be for him? So my comp for him was Justin Herbert. And I okay. know Herbert's three inches taller, but I think the way they play the game is going to be very similar. And I, I know Melo said it too. Like, I mean, this... I, he has a stronger arm than Dak Prescott, but I think that style of play could be very similar. Like I haven't done a floor for him yet because I, I mean, I think floor for quarterbacks is a little scary when you're talking about betting on traits to move forward. But I mean, his floor is probably Carson Wentz, honestly, where okay. it could like fall apart and you want the ball to come out a little bit faster, but Carson Wentz who's tougher and like can take the coaching and is not going to mentally wet his pants the first time he gets benched and maybe physically too yeah maybe right i think with justin fields too a lot of people hold the georgia year against him where for some reason they only brought him in to run and so i think that's still stuck in a lot of people's mind of like oh well he's a guy who can't throw couldn't beat out jake from as we've said many times with other quarterbacks, sometimes those jobs just aren't open. No matter how yep. good a Justin Fields is when he walks in uh, on campus, he, you're just not going to beat out a guy like Jake Fromm, who's been there and has went to a national championship. Trevor Lawrence, even who we have anointed all our mighty, our almighty savior, he didn't start week one. He got beat out right. by that guy. Kelly I can't Bryant. remember. Kelly Bryant. He had to sit yep. for like five games. So I think a lot of people hold that against Fields. I do like him, but like I said earlier, I have my doubts. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to to uh, Trevor Lawrence, obviously. But I think that you're right about the year at Georgia. And the other part of that is that like we've talked about this too. Like just because you're a good college quarterback doesn't mean you're going to be a good NFL quarterback. And I think that goes vice versa. Good NFL quarterbacks could be good and, and dominate for sure in college football, but sometimes you just need a guy that gets it done for whatever scheme or roster they have. And I do think that, you know, I do think Justin Fields was the better quarterback and should have played there, but I'm glad that he got to move to a different conference and play for a team that actually wanted him to be there. And he went, you know, to a national championship. So look, it, it definitely situation does matter in college as well. And I think a lot of quarterbacks that were around the same draft class or not draft class, um, recruiting class as him, um, chose to go other places and transfer. There was like a big like mm -hmm. wave of college quarterbacks transferring because they weren't playing right away. And I think he was the exception to the rule in the sense of like, it wasn't because he was being a diva or was upset that he wasn't the guy. It was because the situation was not going to get better for him. And he made a choice based on, you know, what was good for him and the team as well, because I don't think it would have been a good situation for him to be around period. So I hope that isn't held against him. Um, but number one, who do we got guys? <laughs> yeah, I, no surprise. It's Trevor Lawrence. And it's it is funny because anytime you say, hey, I'm I might have, you know, a couple there's a couple things that aren't elite. You know, it's not a 10 out of 10 people are like, oh, you hate Trevor Lawrence. And this week it was Jaguar and Clemson fans being like, you, you know, oh, you're a hot take guy. You changed your rankings. I didn't change my rankings, which is why we're talking about them today. But I do think it's fair because, you know, think about the quarterbacks drafted first in each class. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. uh who Mitch am I? Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, right? That's a big one. It's okay to poke holes in the consensus because they're, they might fail. If Trevor Lawrence is bad in three years, we need to be able to look back and say, what were our concerns? Do, do those match up with how he's failed? Now, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to fail. I think he's going to be very, very good. I think he and Urban Meyer are going to work wonderfully together. He will still be the number one overall pick. And But I, I think that we're at a time where we could say, okay, let's think about Notre Dame. A lot of people point to Notre Dame, college playoff game. It's amazing. And Ryan Clark pointed this out to me Friday, and I was like, oh, this is great. His backup threw for 460 yards on Notre Dame. So maybe, right. So maybe we like, if we're going to bring up scheme with Ohio State, I think we have to bring up scheme with Clemson. If we're going to bring up scheme with Oklahoma, we have to bring, bring up scream, scheme with Clemson. So I do think Trevor Lawrence is great. He is the best quarterback I've ever evaluated. I have the fewest question marks, but I do think you can look at 
His release gets a little loopy at times. Uh, I thought even during his pro day, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to watch that yet. He sailed a couple passes in that pro day where you were like, oh, what was that? And so I think that that's something we saw in 2019 when he overstrides the ball sales on him. So he's got to fix that a little bit. And the the fumbles that we saw uh, against Ohio State are things that if you're going to have concerns, they are those. Now that they're small and you're being picky, but... I don't, he's not a, he's not a flawless prospect, even though he is the greatest one we've seen. I would agree with that. And I do have him very high. I think he's the greatest quarterback I've ever evaluated as well. But I think that you almost have to search for holes. You're like, all right, what can he not do? And even in some of those big games in the playoffs, he has kind of fallen apart where we expected huge games and he really hasn't risen up to the level of competition in those. Now, of course, there are going to be games where he's absolutely balled out, but I'm just saying there are a couple where he hasn't been that star that we've been looking for. And you have to question these guys. I mean, what was it? The 97 draft when we were debating Ryan Leaf versus Peyton Manning People make mistakes in the draft. So I don't want this to be one of those situations. I don't think it will. But I, I do have questions about Trevor Lawrence. If he fails, I am going to, going to blame Urban Meyer, though. I think 100%. Oh, so I wrote today because I'm doing like power rankings. They come out Monday mornings. So you can check them out after you listen to this. It's like, I do think we need to pump the brakes on a first-time NFL head coach and a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's chill the fuck out a little bit. Yeah. yeah I don't I love mean- that fit, Trevor Lawrence. Like, I'm happy for Jaguar fans because you're getting a great prospect. And you get instant credibility. Yeah. Yeah, no, we sort of talked about that before, too, about like what the expectation should actually be with those two. Um, And I do think it's we live in a world, though, where people are going to be the first game. There's going to be a hot take. So um, looking forward to that. But glad we got to clarify your guys' top five so that people can. His first interception is going to be terrible on Twitter. Oh, for all these guys, the first interception they each throw is going to be awful on Twitter. I told you so. his is probably going to be week one. I bet he throws a lot of interceptions as a rookie. He, I, I think he's going to flirt with 30 and 30. Ooh, there's, there's a hot take for you. That yeah. is a I hot take. See some, I think he's going to come in the league very confident, as he should be, but I think that he's going to throw a lot of those YOLO balls and figure out that the – Can AFC I trademark South, that, by the way? YOLO balls. Secondary. You just have right. to say TM. TM. Oh, okay. I feel like we could fit yeah, YOLO player. balls presented by Manscaped in some form. Oh, um, Right? I know. So I we'll, mean, or like, just wait till the season gets here and like people have to start getting fired. It'll be nut cutting time presented by Manscaped. So <laughs> all day. Um, before we transition, I do want to quickly say, um, so when we decided to leave Bleacher Report and we were looking for a sponsor, Mello and I went to Boulevard in Kansas City, had a couple meetings with them and the meetings went exceptionally well, which is why this podcast is sponsored by Boulevard. And Tour like when you have a meeting at Boulevard, they just bring beers out. They're like, Hey, what do you want? And you're like, Seriously? And so it's like, Yeah, use whatever beer, any of their beers. What what do you want? And so we were just hanging out, like drinking, having beers. And I they were just asking us about like feedback as beer drinkers. And I was like, the one thing that you guys don't have that I wished you had, and especially Mellow, who's a very domestic light beer drinker, is like, if you had a low calorie option, I would never drink any brand but your brand. And they kind of like look at each other around the table like like they know something we don't. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And they were like, be right back. Dude comes back with three cans, white cans with no label on them. He's like, this is a 100 calorie Boulevard wheat. And I don't know if I blacked out or if it was like, if I went to heaven, I know I got chills. And so we got to, we got to sample this back in like October probably, but we were literally sworn to secrecy. We couldn't take pictures of it. We couldn't tweet about it. Exactly. Couldn't take it with us. So we were sworn to secrecy, but they announced it uh, February 19th. The Boulevard wheat 100 is coming out and I have tried it and it is amazing. And I would say that whether they were sponsoring us or not, it will be my go-to. Like if we're out and somebody's like, can I get you a beer? And I'm like, I'm going to want a wheat 100. That's it. And I, I think it's safe to say, Matt, you are a bigger fan of the Boulevard beer than I am. But even like, this is my new favorite Boulevard beer. I think it's, it's even like, it tastes a lot like the, obviously the unfiltered wheat, but it just, it's better. I don't know how to describe it. I think it might replace Natty for Mellow. I'm telling you. It, really? it honestly was very good, not just because they're a sponsor. 
No, I love that. I mean, I got to try the unfiltered weed and it was delicious and I'm not the biggest of beer drinkers. I'm very picky about the beers that I do drink. Um, and more beer variety than I do. Yes. Yeah. Cause I'm willing to try it all at least once. I'm not that picky. Um, but I'm excited for that. And as someone who's calorie conscious, sometimes I appreciate the hundred calories. Um, but guys, one thing, um, we're going to start doing more of is having other people come and talk on this podcast. I know we enjoy hearing our voices, but we want to get some other voices on here. And so, um, we, um, are asking all of our listeners to kind of send us some names that you want to hear from who, do you want to hear from scouts? Do you want to hear from players? Do you want to hear from agents? Um, do you want to hear from random people that are musicians? Cause we've got a lot of those lined up. Um, so just give us your take on, on who you'd want to be on, but guys, if you could pick one guest before we go that you could have on like ultimate guest, who would you pick and why? Can I give a dream answer and a real one? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Barack Obama. Was that dream okay. or real? That's dream. Okay. <laughs> I'd love to talk to that man. And I think he would drink some beer. Okay. Uh, and realistic one is Najee Harris. And honestly, I don't know. Yeah. Why it uh, so my dream one would also be Barack Obama. Cause like, <laughs> could you just imagine like just sitting back with like a beer with Barack? And I'll like, tell you, Matt, I love what you've done <laughs> on the Twitter. Right. Uh, never tried a Barack impression. No, it needs a little work. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if this one's a dream or realistic, but McConaughey is like, Dang my, it. like that way one, up I, there. I legitimately there. was going to say that as my real one is McConaughey. Like I want him to be on okay, this podcast like and we can, we all agree it's realistic then. Okay. We, it, that one's realistic. And then my non-realistic, well, I guess it could be realistic too, but I want to have Luke Combs on here. Oh, I think that he follows realistic. me on Twitter. I think we're <gasps> good there. Does he really? Matt, slide the DMs. Too much yeah. of the same person, though. Right. He'd be like, we have two Mellows on the show today. Here you go. <laughs> like, that other they both wear their PFGs. He drinks a Miller Lite. You drink a Wheat 100. If we ever get Luke Combs on this podcast, I'm dressing like him. You dress uh, like him all summer. <laughs> you're like, for real. You're just Navy like a smaller. PFG. Smaller. That's fair yeah. to say. I don't. No offense, Luke. Smaller, slightly less talented version. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Oh gosh. I haven't let it out yet. Okay. Can't wait to hear your rendition of one number away. Um, yeah. all right, guys. That if is we our get him on the show. I'll do that too. Oh my yes. god, you two singing a duet would kill me. <laughs> kill okay. Me. Who do you want Mello to sing with on this show? That's how we phrase this question. I would also do that. Right? Yes. Let's do that. But that is our show for today. Um, please follow us. <laughs> Just stop you guys. Um, follow us on like Kid Rock. What? <laughs> This show is out of control. Kid I Rock. Thought, so I thought one of you would, so I didn't. So you really thought that I would pick Kid Rock? I thought it would be. Um, I would. We'll just say I'm going to humble brag to end the show. It's not even that humble. I'm just going to brag to end the show. If we want to get Mel Kiper on. I have his number now. So yeah, what is that story? What happened? I don't know who that is. So Friday afternoon, I got off uh, doing NFL Live and my phone started ringing. And I was like, oh, I better answer this because I don't have all my new boss's phone numbers. And it's. Mel Kuyper Jr. on the phone. Just, he got my number and called me. Coolest moment of my life so far. The dude's Very like my exciting. legit hero. hero. Like, yeah. Legit hero. We talked for like 30 minutes just about life and a Mel lot of Kuyper other things. Senior follows me on Twitter, though. Oh, same, actually. Same. Aww. So I will say, sweetheart of a man. He sounds, I honestly, for a second, thought it was Frank Caliendo calling Vesta <laughs> with me because he sounds so much on the phone like he does on TV. <laughs> That I was like, in the way he says Todd, and he talks about McShay all the time, and the way he says Todd is so cute. You can tell it's like a father-son relationship, and now there's me, the stepchild. The stepchild, <laughs> very on brand. Not out of barbecue, right? Okay, <laughs> exactly. is, is there anything else you guys want to say before I try to end the show for the sixth time, or are we good? I think we're good. Okay, well, I'm going to remind everyone to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Guys A Girl Pod. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Watch on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. And we will talk to you guys next week. Cheese. Friday, yeah. actually. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs>